0: What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Friday, March 26th, 2021. Tigers news today, roster moves to talk about, and I will discuss that. But first, I want to say thank you to the people who hopped into my locker room session. Oh my gosh, all the days are running together. I believe this was on Tuesday, several days ago. Now, a locker room needs to get their stuff together because I recorded the audio and I was waiting for them to send it to me because I was probably going to share a part of that. It was about a 30-minute recording and they didn't, so... I mean, that's on them, and apparently that's been an issue with some of the other hosts on this network as well, but thank you to the people who jumped in. I'm going to be doing those every Wednesday around 7 p.m., so please hop in on those, ask me questions, it gives you the opportunity to chat with me, all of that fun stuff. Like I said, we're going to talk Tigers news today. The The roster is pretty darn close to being set, but I want to start off by talking about a devastating, devastating injury on the south side of Chicago, Eloy Jimenez left fielder for the Chicago White Sox who had an excellent season a year ago. He was about to enter his 3rd year in the league last year in 891 OPS in 55 games, won a Silver Slugger the year before finished 4th in the Rookie of the Year voting. Tried to rob a home run in left field on Wednesday and tore his pectoral muscle. He is set to be out 5 to six months not weeks but months a devastating blow for a team that many people myself included believed could be a team that could compete for a World Series now that is still going to be a really good team in, in Chicago that lineup is still great even with the La Russa hire which I was very negative about I, I do still think that they're going to be one of the better teams in the AL but man that's tough man that is tough and, and I say this with no condescension I'm I truly do feel sorry for guys like Chris and Herb the locked on White Sox guys and all all the fans of that team because I think as Tigers fans, we know what it's like to have a devastating injury or two, really rock your season, and it leads to a void for that lineup, and you wonder where do they go next, because they're going to need a replacement. I'm not saying I would do this. I'm not saying they should do this. I've discussed this guy quite a bit. We know the baggage that he comes with, and it is serious baggage. Baggage that most teams, understandably, would not want to take a flyer out on this guy, but... It would not shock me if the Chicago White Sox went ahead and gave a 1-year deal to Yasiel Puig to play left field for them this year. Now again, I I have talked about his baggage. This is a guy who had been accused of sexual assault. If I was the Rick Hahn right now, I don't see I wouldn't make that move cuz like I said, I I just uh, the circus that would come with it, I don't think it would be worth it, but you are talking about a team that is competing for a, a world championship potentially, or at least competing to to win the division. It wouldn't shock me if they did that. It would not surprise me if they did that. you got to get somebody to try to fill that hole in the lineup, and that's a, I mean that's a big hole to fill. Like I said, that's going to be a really good one through nine still. You have guys like Anderson and Moncada if he comes back healthy, and Luis Robert, who I believe is going to be one of the better players in baseball here over the next several years. I think he has MVP potential. I think I told Chris and Herb that I, I believe he'll win an MVP one day, and I stand by that. You still have Grandal behind the plate, but that, that one – yeah, the word that just keeps coming to mind is devastating. And I, and I know that th- this is a team uh, in Chicago that is competing with the Tigers, though. I would make the argument that the Tigers don't compete with anybody, given how they've played over the last several seasons. But uh, at the same time, I, I you don't want to see anybody get injured, for one. And I root for the Tigers, of course, but I root for baseball because... The Tigers will not survive if baseball doesn't survive, and I watched a lot of White Sox games last year, and Eloy Jimenez is electric, and you have a guy here who I think is good for the game, he's fun, plays the game the right way, expresses himself the right way, out five to six months, absolutely sucks, there are zero positives about this story, heartbreaking for him I, I hope he comes back fully healthy and and look I you know you map it out he could this could be a lesser version of Kyle Schwarber in 2016 a guy who comes back late in the season and, and, and is productive for that team wouldn't shock me given his skill set if he does come back but if he does I mean, you you got to permanently DH him at this point. This is going to be the third injury that he's had playing left field. Does not grade out to be a good left fielder, so what's the purpose? You DH him, and I know you have Andrew Vaughn coming up through the system who might be a DH, and you have Jose Abreu who might be a DH. Uh, I get that, but... It's the old adage, if you can hit, they're going to find a place for you. And given Eloy Jimenez's now history of injury, you wonder where that place is going to be in the lineup, whether it's in the field or at DH. All right, moving on to some Tigers news. This came out a few days ago. A lot of guys have been cut. Some guys I'm going to talk about, some guys I haven't. But I'm going to start with the good news, the guys who have made it. It was announced by A.J. Hinch himself. A bunch of Tigers beat writers reported this. Tarek Skubal and Julio Tehran have made the team out of spring training. I'll start with Tehran. Good for him. I I don't know if I believe in him. I I think we aren't going to get the pitcher that we got in Atlanta. That's for sure. But I look at his 2019 numbers and look, if he gives them that or anything close to that, I'll call it a successful signing, especially if he pitches good enough baseball to where you can maybe ship him at the deadline and then call up. Matt Manning. I think what people were looking for from him in in spring training was two things. One is the bite back on that slider. That slider had been his put-away pitch since he came up through the system in Atlanta. It was not good for him last year, but even more so last season, fastball was peaking around 88-89 with little movement. He's got the velocity back. He was hitting 92-93 in spring training. Now, of course, you got to take a lot of spring training with a grain of salt. You you absolutely have to. Verlander was was notorious for being a guy who said, I'm experimenting in spring training. And I think when you're you're a veteran like that, it means a lot less. But when you're someone like Julio Tehran, you're trying to put your best foot forward. And he has in spring training this year. He's pitched good baseball. I think he, he has clearly shown that he's one of the best five starting pitchers in the organization right now. I'm not saying he's one of the best five pitchers with the highest ceiling or anything like that. But I'm, I'm saying that in spring training so far, he's shown you the most. He's deserved to make the team and good for him. The other guy who's deserved to make the team and did is Tarek Skubal. Uh, this is excellent. This is excellent. Tarek Skubal very much on schedule. I've expressed my frustration with all three of these guys and, and some of their issues with fastball command, but he has has taken that that the, the bull by the horns, so to speak, here in spring training. The stuff is excellent. Well, I mean, what have I said a million times? Command is fixable. Stuff is not. Tarek Skuba, some of the best stuff of any minor league prospect. And pretty soon he's not going to be a minor league prospect. Here's hoping that Tarek Skubal never pitches another meaningful game down in the minor leagues ever again. Here's hoping that he comes to Detroit, he lights it up in Detroit, and stays here for a long majority of his career. That would be great. He's earned it. He did not look great in his last outing against the Yankees, though. It just shows how dynamic he is, that he can have a start where he goes four innings, walks five, doesn't have his fastball command, and is still only giving up Two earned runs. And it's it's the power of power arms. It's the power that comes with being able to miss bats. And he's going to be able to do that at the major league level. Once, he, once he's able to hone in his power here and kind of be able to control his fastball a little bit better, I think he could be a truly, truly dynamic pitcher at the major league level. Happy for him. Happy to see that he made the team out of spring training. All right, that will do it for segment number one. When I come back, there's a little bit more news I want to talk about regarding some other guys that either made the team and or didn't make the team, we'll discuss that in segment number two. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online your online sports book experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Tigers, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back, everybody, for segment number two. More roster news has been announced Isaac Paredes will be optioned to AAA to start the season. A lot of people disappointed by this. A lot of people frustrated by this. Now, in the grander scheme of things, it means to me that Miguel Cabrera is probably going to be getting more reps at first base, unless Renato Nunez is the team's first baseman, which is possible. But you're going to have a shortstop, I believe, in Willie Castro. Jamer is either going to play third or first. Paredes probably could have been an option to start the year at third base, and he just got sent down, Jamer may be starting at third base, if that's the case, then either Nunez or Miggy will be getting reps at first, you know where I stand on this, I would much, much prefer Miguel Cabrera be DH for this team, I've talked about that many times, I'm not going to reiterate it again, I understand the frustration from the fan base regarding Isaac Paredes, but look, okay, Here's, here's the thing, and it is frustrating, it really is frustrating that these guys aren't Doing what Scooball did and going out in spring and playing good baseball. I get it, but I want these guys to be here. I do. I want Paredes here. I want Mice here. I want Manning here. I want Scooball here. But I want him to be here and be good. And I watched Isaac Paredes in spring training. He didn't look good. He's working counts, sure. You know, when he, when he does make hard contact, he's, he's hitting line drives. But he hasn't been making much hard contact. He was like 5 for 35. In spring training this year. And he wasn't good last year. I I, I think a lot of times fans get attached to players when they have moments. Moments do not make the man. Moments do not make for good overall players. Yes, he had a grand slam for his first career home run. He also followed that up with like an 0 for 30 streak. He's not a major league ball player right now. I don't know why I'm so angry about this. I guess I'm frustrated with him. I'm frustrated that he hasn't seized the moment. Because the job was his. This is not last year or the year before. Like last year, the year before, and really the year before that, but especially the last two seasons, have been remarkably frustrating as a fan because you knew no matter what Mize or Manning or any one of these guys showed in spring training, they weren't going to get called up or they weren't going to make the team out of spring training because they wanted to keep them down in the minor leagues for another year or because of service time manipulation. This year, I think with the addition of Hinch, and I think Hinch was really pushing for this, he wanted all of this to be an open conversation competition. The only guys that I felt like, no matter how they performed, weren't going to make the team out of spring training were Riley Green, Spencer Torkelson, and Matt Manning. Green and Torkelson, I completely understand. These are guys who haven't even seen action in A yet. I'm fine with, you know, if you want to fast track him to the majors, sure, but a lot of that depends on their performance. Matt Manning, of course, you have service time manipulation, and he was good in spring, better, I think he will get a fairly early call-up, but I understand that. Everybody else, it was an open competition. No one's position here was safe, and I think we've seen with guys like Akil Badu that some player is going to be on the outside looking in, whether that be Victor Reyes or whether that be Jacoby Jones, and this was an opportunity for Isaac Paredes. He didn't deliver. He wasn't very good. I'm still holding out hope for him. He's very young. Like, he could be bad this season, and I'd still be like, all right, give him another shot. I am not, nor have I ever been as high on him as some other people are. I get the fact that he has a good eye at the plate. I understand that the bat-to-ball skills are really good. But I look at the minor league numbers, they aren't dazzling. And and I get it, especially with pitchers. It's more so with pitchers than it is with position players. But there are those times where sometimes the minor league numbers are deceiving. But I want to see him, now that he's starting the year in AAA, I want to see him light it up. Down in Toledo. And if he does that, then I'm gonna say, okay, you know what? Guy's got nothing left to prove. Call him up. I think even Hinch said he had nothing left to prove, which makes this all the more frustrating knowing that he came into spring training with an opportunity to be this team's starting third baseman or at least you know be, be a bench option, and he didn't really deliver tough. Lastly, the catcher battle seems to be complete. Grayson Griner has made the team out of spring training. He will be the team's backup. Catcher Jake Rogers did not make the team. I'll start with Griner. Look, as frustrating as it is, because I th- I still believe Grayson Griner, and th- I, this is not a hot take, the numbers support this, is one of the worst hitters in all of baseball over the last few years. He's been, I think, in the bottom five in terms of OPS, weighted on base average, OPS plus, all those fun stats. He has not been good whatsoever, but he he has earned this spot. Now, you could say fell into it, sure, but this is a guy who is – every so often capable of catching up to a fastball. You keep seeing this ridiculous propaganda out there by certain beat writers talking about, oh, Grayson Griner looks like a different player. I don't believe any of that. I think he'll be another 500-something OPS guy. He doesn't add a ton defensively, but you know what? He had a guy breathing down his neck, and he didn't let him take the role from him. He's going to be this team's backup catcher. He has earned a spot as their backup catcher, whether you like it or not, and that leads me to Jake Rogers. Jake Rogers can take a walk. Jake Rogers is 26 years old. He has been given so many opportunities to be this team's starting catcher. He's been given opportunities to be this team's backup catcher, and he hasn't done it. I I mean, I've known something was up with him for a while, but I really knew in 2021 that something was off when A.J. Hinch had him bunting in the second game of spring training. And Hinch, Hinch is a smart man. And he came out and said, well, we want to make him a more versatile player. We want to get the most out of him. What that means to me is this is a guy who can't hit for power. This is a guy who can't hit for average. This is a guy who can't really hit at the major league level. Let's see if he can bunt. Let's see if we can make something good out of this. And he hasn't. And I blame this organization for many screw-ups in terms of player development over the last, I mean, let's let's call it for what it is, several decades. Really, there's been a lot of prospects that have not panned out. They've screwed up a lot of drafts. I put a lot of that on the Dombrowski era. I I don't blame Avila for the failures of Dombrowski and their failures in terms of player development. And I wish I could say that it was the organization's fault as to why Jake Rogers has not developed into a semi-serviceable major league player. But um, there comes a time where you got to put it on the player. I mean, they've given this guy so many opportunities. They've changed his swing a million times. They've lauded him for his defense. They've hyped him up. I mean, they've just de- injected this guy with a bunch with confidence boosters every week. You read an article or hear about, oh my goodness, he caught Casey Mize's no hitter. He's unbelievable. No one's ever stolen on him. He- he's the greatest defensive. Fr- uh, he's the greatest pitch framer in the history of the world. He wasn't even good at that in twenty nineteen when they called him up it's like these guys get to the majors and they just have this deer in the headlights look. Like Mize had it last year too. Now, of course, I think Mize, I'm not completely panicking about him, but Jake Rogers is 26 years old, people. Like his ceiling at this point is Jeff Mathis, right? Like just a guy who's going to bounce from team to team as a really good defensive catcher. But I haven't seen much out of him that makes me think he's that great of a defensive catcher either. I think this is going to be another example Similar to Kristen Stewart, but not as bad of his hype being manufactured as opposed to actually being real. It's remarkably disappointing that that in 2021, one of the key pieces of the Justin Verlander deal is being blocked from making the major league roster because Grayson Griner is a better option. And this is not 2019 right now. Like two years ago when we were frustrated and I got got the frustration. I was a part of that frustration saying, why is this guy not getting time over Griner? That was two years ago. It's been two years and I'm not saying Griner's good because he's not, but he has earned the spot over Jake Rogers, The frustration here doesn't come from the fact that Grayson Griner is the backup catcher. It comes from the fact that Grayson Griner probably deserves to be the backup catcher. That's why I'm frustrated today. Very disappointing for Jake Rogers and thus for the organization because this was a guy that they believed was going to be the catcher of the future and I don't know he'll be he'll be the minor league catcher of the future maybe sadly. All right that will do it for segment number two. When I come back, I'm going to recap the spring training game that went down last night. Casey Mize was on the mound for the Tigers. We're going to talk about him. We have been telling you about Bilt Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best. It is Built Bar madness. And today's matchup is cookie dough chunk versus birthday cake. Two really good ones. Big cookie dough guy. Let's go with that one to move on to the next round. Go to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKDOWN15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKDOWN15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. The Lockdown MLB Division Preview Series continues on Lockdown MLB Today. Every episode from now until the 31st features in-depth looks at each team in every division. It's all on the Locked On MLB podcast feed right now. Follow Locked On MLB on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Back for the final segment of the week. This will be a short segment. I'm actually recording this as the Tigers are playing their spring training game right now. I was genuinely just curious to see how Casey Mize looked. A.J. Hinch said, that his start, by the time you're listening to this, his start yesterday was sort of his audition potentially to see if he could make the team, which shocked me, shocked me, because Casey Mize has been pretty darn awful uh, during the spring. But I also think that, you know, again, AJ Hinch is a very sharp guy. And AJ Hinch, unlike Ron Gardenhire, and I, you know, Gardy wanted to win, but I also think Gardy was more willing to do what the organization told him to do. A.J. Hinch is aware of the fact there's no future with Jose Urania. There might be a future with Casey Mize. There also might not be, but his ceiling is a heck of a lot higher. And last night. He kind of shoved four innings, five hits, two runs, not great, but zero walks and nine strikeouts. Fastball was cooking. I mean, we're talking 98 miles per hour. He peaked at yesterday. A lot of strikeouts, and he did fall apart a little bit in that fourth inning. I think he was overthrowing a little bit early on, but he was overthrowing with with command. I mean, he, he was throwing a lot of strikes. Very encouraging. I would still be surprised, and by the time you're listening to this, this take could be dated. I would be surprised if he made the team out of camp, personally. I I think there's a traffic jam of starting pitchers. Unless you're going to do a seven-man rotation or move Falmer to the bullpen and make it a six-man rotation, I guess if you you allow that, that's possible. But I'd be surprised if they had Falmer starting the year in the bullpen. Like I said, that's subject to change. This could be dated by the time you're listening to this. Randomly, though, Lynn Henning out of the clouds was talking about Joe Jimenez, who last night pitched a scoreless inning but has been very bad this spring. And Lynn, I... I have no problem with Lynn Henning. In fact, from what I've heard, Lynn Henning is a very cordial, nice person. And he's, he's his record speaks for itself. The guy was around forever, never gotten any trouble that I know of, very professional, but he just went in on Joe Jimenez out of nowhere and said, if you're a big league hitter, are you troubled that Joe Jimenez is pitching? If, a big le- if you're a big league manager, are you pessimistic about your chances against Joe Jimenez? No, and no, he shouldn't make the team. Wow. Jeez, Lynn. Good lord. What Joe Jimenez do to you? With that said, I completely agree with him. I still think they'll give Jimenez one more shot. I don't know what the situation is in regards to options are with him, but I bet they'll give him a- another chance. Whether he makes the team or not, extremely encouraging stuff from Casey Mize last night. Much, much needed. Look, I... I- I take this stuff as I see it. You know, if Casey Mize pitched well, I'd say great things about him. Like, I've said great things about Tarek Skubal. Yeah, I'm frustrated with the fastball command. Casey Mize, I still believe, believe it or not, despite how critical I've been of him this spring, and I don't know how you can't be critical of him. Like, I got even with last night's outing, the guy had an 8-5 ERA this spring. But even despite that, I actually believe if the command is good and the mechanics issues get fixed, Casey Mize can still be the best pitcher in this organization. Like, there's a reason the guy went number one overall. You don't just pluck a guy number one overall because ah, he might be okay. No, it's because he has the most upside of any player. I still believe there's an ace in there somewhere. I'd be lying if I told you that I wasn't disappointed with how he's pitched so far in spring. But I want him to be on the team. I do. I I, I would, it is so much more intriguing as somebody who does podcasts about this team and as a fan of this team, it is so much more intriguing coming on here and talking about Casey Mize pitching every fifth day, Then it would be Jose Urania, and no disrespect to the man, he's been you know so-so throughout his career. But like I said, there's more of a future with Mize than you're than there is with Urania. I can't say that stupid name. Then there is with Urania, Jose Urania. But uh, I would rather see Mize pitch personally. I want to see all the young guys here. Like I, I don't think Isaac Paredes did enough in spring to earn a roster spot, but. As a fan and as somebody who does podcasts, it would be far more interesting if he would have hit. It would have been more interesting if he would have made the team. Same. That's why I'm so angry at Jake Rogers. It's like, bro, this year would be so much more intriguing if you were the backup catcher. But no, no, you had like 400-something OPS, and Grayson Griner beat you out. So that's where I stand. We'll see what happens. I really don't know what, what kind of decision A.J. Hinch is going to make. I'm sure he's going to talk about it with the coaches, and they'll uh, come to a decision. Should be interesting, but that'll do it for today's show you can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I two o one four. You can follow this show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a written positive five star review of this program. It would be much much appreciated. And I appreciate all of you. I am trying right now to book a guest for next week. That would be a huge get. It is not a guarantee right now. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to let people down and out of respect to that person and their privacy. But I'm I'm trying. and I got a shot at it. We'll see what happens. If it does happen, I'll have somebody tweet it out from the Locked on Tigers account. You can look forward to that. Thank you very much for sticking with me. This was a good week of podcasts, I believe. I'll be right back here on Monday. Go blue, beat Florida State. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend, everybody, and go Tigers.